Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! <laughs> Beat you to it tonight, Justin. We're all fired up tonight. We got some extra money on us because we're in Vegas, baby. And what happens here is not going to stay here tonight because we're on YouTube. So what do you expect? Let's get the introduction started. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, we're in the land of the high rollers, and it's time to get our groove on, guys. You know, the land of the strippers, Derek Carr, and now officially his teammate, Devontae Adams. We are ready, locked, loaded, and ready to go, and it's time to talk some Raiders. I hate talking about the Raiders because I got that barrier bias, but we'll talk about them. <laughs> well, it, we hate looking at your fan, too, so that makes two of us. Also, welcome back to the studio. Nick, you got Flandern Macaronis. Hey, thank you. Uh, Justin, thank you for talking about paint supplies. Uh, that's awesome. Um, strippers. So anyway, 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 anyway. Uh, check us out. Go to tssfancy.com. Check out our latest and greatest, our rankings, our merchandise, our fantastic writer, Greg O.J. Mayer, who writes for Knights of the Roundtable. He's got great insight, the latest and greatest news, personal uh, tidbits and observations. He, he includes it all. And if he doesn't put it in there, you don't really need it. So uh, ready to kick things off. I've, I've been to Vegas. And uh, it's a nice little town. Uh, okay. That was a mouthful to say the least. And thanks for taking that off my plate. So if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Why? Well, you get all this great content from TSS, of course. But we got a contest. That's the cooler part for you. We got Leroy Butler Hall of Fame jersey. We want to give it away to you. All you have to do is hit subscribe. We're going to give it away and this cool idea, Hall of Fame weekend. Not that right around the corner, it's getting there. 
hit subscribe, get into it. We're going to have some other stuff after that as well. So stay tuned for that. Nick alluded to it, tssfantasy.com. He alluded all the great stuff. One thing he missed, we have the show on your fantasy league. So you'll want to check that out. Take your fantasy league to the next level, all available on tssfantasy.com. Also, it's getting close. Get onto Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double your deposit up to $100. We're also going to have some great contests this year. Going to include Gatorland tickets, Miami Dolphin tickets, all kind of experiences with the TSS crew. It's going to be great. Why do we do it, Nick? Because we can. And because we are the fantasy show of the people. <laughs> Justin's really bringing the fire tonight, I have to say. All right, it's Vegas. The doctor is rolling with us. It's time for a house call. Let's check it out. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Fuck, give me a hand. The doctor is in, and I hope you brought some money to waste because we are in Vegas, baby. Any everything stays in Vegas, as they say. We are here. Hopefully, your percent to the bench don't stay here for sure. Welcome into the studio, Doctor Jeffrey Miller. It is great to be here tonight. Coming up on the house call, we're going to talk about a guy who's still getting paid despite playing only 65 games in seven seasons. Well, I think we might know who that is. Let's go right into it. Get to the juicy tight end position for the Raiders. Darren Waller, when he's on the field, is like no other. Make no mistake about it. Um, unfortunately, due to injury, when does he get on the field is the big question. The doc is here. Let's get Darren Waller's percent to the bench for 2022. Yeah, so like we said, seven seasons, 65 games. Only twice in his career has he played in all regular season games. But in fairness, he missed 2017 serving a substance abuse suspension. So we can't really say, you know, 2017 is representative of, of his fragility or durability. Last season, just talking about 2021, he missed time for COVID, his back, his knee, which became significant, right? That strained IT band. For a guy averaging nine games a season, though, we can't responsibly say we can expect him to play the entirety of the season. We're going 85, 85% of the bench for Darren Waller. He's going to continue to get paid. To watch from the sideline. Oh, even harsher words before he sends it out. Yes, Darren Waller, high probability to hit the bench. Um, you know, although how long will that be? That's the big question, of course. Hopefully, it's not a big major injury for sure to keep him out long term. Let's go on to the running back position, going to Josh Jacobs, the on again, off again lead back for the Raiders. What do you say for his percent to the bench going into 2022? I'm trying to do the math quickly. I think in three seasons, he's played almost as many games as Waller has, right? He played 13 <laughs> during his rookie year. He played 15 in each of the last two seasons. So he is at 43 over three years. Um, he was in the news last month, and I'm hoping you guys touch on this just in a couple of minutes 
after missing OTAs with what was originally described as an undisclosed injury. Then he was in the news again a few weeks later after missing minicamp, and, and I can't find any reliable information on what this undisclosed injury may be. So I'm looking forward later in the show to hearing you guys speculate a little bit on whether that's uh, him making a statement or not, because, you know, the team just declined his fifth-year option. He's in a rookie year, or excuse me, he's in a, uh, a contract year this season. So I don't know. I'm hoping you guys can explain to me maybe a little better what's happening there. So given all of that, given his relative durability, we're going with the NFL running back average here of 62% of the bench for Josh Jacobs. All right, 62%. Yeah, what we'll do is we'll bring the experts in since they will have experts here tonight. Maybe they can shed some light on why. Because to me, you're in a contract year. It make, only would make sense to be at training camp because you want to have the best season possible. That would just make sense, of course. All right. Well, Doc, we got one more stop. We will see you on Friday for our final stop in the AFC West. I'll bring my jacket. All right. Look forward to seeing you. So, uh, so the doc a little lighten, a little lighten up on Darren Waller there. I was a little surprised by Doc's. Uh, he really kind of went in on Darren there. So, um, what do you think about Josh Jacobs? Though, I, let, you know what? Let's bring the guest in because you know we don't want to wait long. And I, I really wanted to bring in and get their opinion on that. So, Matt, if you don't mind, I'm going to hit the little promo, and I apologize. I want to play this out. This is one of the coolest. Like, if this don't get you pumped up for football, you don't have balls. Oh, I didn't even play. <laughs> the autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head. And a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Man, if John Vicenda don't give you the willies and you just don't like football, welcome into the studio, Matt Donnelly. And I apologize, we talked earlier. I'm going to let you plug everywhere where you're from, my brother. Welcome into the studio. 
Yeah, kind of that jack of all trades when it comes to fantasy football analysis and football analysis. I mean, we got our stuff on the website there over at DynastyVipers.com. I just finished wrapping up. I got, I think, well, four more articles coming down on my pre-training camp there. I look at all 32 teams. Those 32 articles are coming out. And then right after that wraps up, I got my top five fantasy assets for all 32 teams. So another 32 articles coming on after that. And, of course... I'm lazy. You know what? I like to try and double tap everything I can. So each one of those articles turns into a video, turns into a podcast. So if you can't understand my Canadian to American translation, hey, you can listen to it as well. So we we got it covered just about everywhere. And you get that on the Vipers Network on the YouTube channel. And I am excited. You know what? I was in the Walmart the other day. And you guys know what Walmart trips typically are down there. But up here, I was in there. And there's something special about going to that magazine stand, pulling out a fantasy football magazine, opening it up and there's your work right in there so uh the pro forecast right now you can go to those magazines right now to your store and you'll open that up and man there's some great stuff in there from the guys over at football diehards right there so uh, that's kind of some of the things i'm working on here on the side right now just you know between managing eight ten kids whatever i'm at nowadays plus a full-time job i mean we got it all covered Listen, Matt, I, I know lazy. I work for we're on the TSS crew here. I know what lazy is, and that don't sound lazy to me at all, I got to tell you. All right, we got a great night tonight. We are going to cover the Las Vegas Raiders, and what an exciting – again, last night we had an exciting team. We have even another exciting team tonight. Let's get to the 2022 outlook for them. Last year, we know 10-7 and seven had the good wildcard game against the eventual AFC champions, the Bengals, 26-19. Unfortunately, fell short. Last year, by the way, offensive- by the yes, way that whistle blew. The whistle blew. I'm telling you right now, the whistle blew. <laughs> you know what? It's like it's we're so far removed from last year. It's like it, it, it's like we got to get a look. I was getting like refreshers from the other games, and that you're. I you know what? I remember talking about that when that happened too. And it's funny getting those reminders of all those little moments that happened. What a great playoff that was! And I'm sorry on the other we, end. You're on the other end of it. We don't let things go over here. We still know about the immaculate reception that never happened we know about the tuck rule which was a fumble i mean we don't let things go i know Ju- justin knows this right now the raiders fans they don't let anything go well i mean yes. i can't and i, I can't got a, i got a raider fan in the bedroom they don't let anything go <laughs> <laughs> hey that's what she said but I mean, all right so we're talking about last year you guys offensively uh yardage wise 11th overall 18th in points scored 28th in rush yards and six in the pass. Of course, Derek Carr getting nasty last year. Um, to, uh, defensively, 14th overall with yardage, 26 in points against, which obviously what was your big bugaboo, 19th versus the rush and 13th versus the pass. In the offseason, the obvious big addition of Devontae Adams. You also added in Keelan Cole, which, I mean, quite frankly, is sneaky good on certain certain times. So he always seems to be in fantasy. Somebody will pick him up um, towards the end of the season. He has a big game against me for some reason. Bilal, Bilal Nichols, the defensive tackle. Darius Phillips, the cornerback. Chandler Jones, the defensive end as well. You lost Zay Jones um, and Marcus Mariota. Uh, Casey Hayward as well. K.J. Wright. Um, linebacker, so a little bit of a loss there. Um, you went O-line in the draft. You didn't have any uh, first two uh, picks in the first two rounds. Um, so and after that, was pretty much you went for the O-line, which, you know, of course makes sense. You want to protect your asset. Um, what uh, Last night, I predicted the Chargers for 13 wins. And, you know, as these 
summer vacation, you know, tours go through, I feel myself reanalyzing everything. And honestly, like I'm looking at the Raiders and I feel like they're in the same boat, like 13 wins, 11 wins or somewhere in that vicinity. I mean, they're going to be battling for this AFC West, but who cares what I think? Let's go to our expert, Matt Donnelly and Spicy Raider Girl. We're waiting on you. So let's go. Go ahead, my brother. Give me the 2022 outlook for the Raiders. Well, I'm going to start back. Before we look forward, we have to look back. You kind of mentioned that. I was on another show to start off last season. I predicted the Raiders would be 10-7. and seven. And that kind of really caught a lot of people off guard because I was looking at that schedule. I'm like, this schedule, it actually plays out pretty nice to how they want to do things there. So I'm looking at this schedule. I'm also looking at what that arms race was in that AFC West. I don't think anyone's getting to 13 wins in this division. I would be shocked if anyone wins two games against any other team. I think it's one of those divisions where everyone's going to split. And I think the winner of this division, I mean, it could be a three-way tie with 11 wins and the other team with 10 wins. That's how, how competitive I think this division is going to be. And then when you look at the AFC in general, who do you take out of the playoffs? Yeah, we could take Pittsburgh out of the playoffs altogether, but you got teams like the Chargers who just missed. you got teams like the Broncos who weren't in the playoff contention last year. I mean, there's so many good teams trying to get back in. I think you need 10 wins just to even have a sniff of the playoffs this year. Those nine wins, that, that's not going to cut it. So I'm going to predict that the Raiders are going to pull off an 11-win season. I think the Chargers are going to get 11 wins. And it's going to come down to that home and home and the tiebreakers and everything else that kind of goes into it. Because I really like what both these teams did in the offseason. You mentioned some of those moves for the Raiders. But they also went out there, like you said, they got Chandler Jones, which made Yannick Nagaku their expendable, which brought them in another young corner in Rocky Sin. Then they went out and they got Anthony Abbott there, who could actually play a little bit of ball there from the Baltimore Ravens. So they've addressed some of those bigger issues on the back end of their defense. The front end, we know is going to be pretty solid there with Chandler Jones. Sorry, Russell Wilson, you're not getting away from him yet. And then with Max Crosby, that middle is pretty solid as well. If you look at exactly what they've got up the middle, I mean, they've got a pretty formidable front here now with Crosby, Jonathan Hakins, Valel Nichols there, Chandler Jones, and they kind of move in some other pieces there with uh, Kyle Pecko there, Vernon Butler, Malcolm Kuntz. Kuntz was looking good towards the end. He could do some special things on this defense. Linebacking, Denzel Perryman. You guys kind of alluded to Darren Waller a little bit earlier, looking for that new contract. Denzel Perryman's another one of those guys we got on the cheap last year. He's looking to get paid again this season. So look for another big year from him. And then how that other linebacking spot works out to Devin Diablo there, Jayon Brown, a guy they brought over. They lost Corey Littleton, but Corey Littleton did very little last year, let's be honest. So I think the linebacking core is average, maybe a little bit above average, depending on where you want to put Denzel Perryman. But the back end was what hurt us, and that's where a lot of teams were scoring points. We weren't giving up the yards, but we weren't stopping teams from scoring. Well, you add another corner to go opposite of um, – Trayvon Mall in there. You've got Jonathan Abram there. You got Trevin um, Trevin Mooring. You got Nate Hobbs, who was one of the best draft picks out there from a season ago. Stepped into that role, played very well. And then don't forget about that New England connection there. Dar- uh, Deron Harmon coming over there as well to play that safety gives him a little bit of flexibility. So this defense has improved drastically from four seasons ago. This defense was horrible four seasons ago. It was bad three seasons ago. Last season. They took that next step. They got to that average area. I'm not going to say they're going to be a top 10 defense, but if they can flirt in that 10 to 15 range with this offense, I mean, 
you're going to have to because teams are going to score in that AFC West. There's no way you're going to stop them. I mean, you look at what Kansas City did. They lost Tyreek Hill, but I think they actually got better with the moves that they made with Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scaling, Sky Moore. They're actually better offensively than they were with Tyreek Hill. I think it's a more balanced team, more weapons to defend. Then you got the Chargers dynamic duel there of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, which if you look at the splits from last season and the game logs, the Raiders did a pretty good job of shutting that pair down, something that not many teams were able to do. So they're going to have to take care of things in-house. If you can come away in this AFC West with a 4-2 and two record, I think that puts you in the driver's seat for this division. Yeah, that's where I was actually going to hit on as soon as you uh, finished was, yeah, whoever the team is in this in this AFC West that, and let's face it, gets lucky and gets one of those, you know, in um, home away or away victories um, is going to be the team that takes this division for sure. Justin, what say you, my friend, on the Raiders? All right. So I grew up in a Raider. I grew up in a 49er household surrounded by Raiders, siblings, cousins. Everybody was just a Raider fan. And the only person that told me to be a 49er fan was my good old mother. And way to go because I have two more titles because of that as a fan. But I've never seen one. But I'll tell you what, the greatest game to go watch was a 49er Raider game. And it was because the Raiders were, the fans were so intense. And I love them. I love everything about that fandom. You know, those are the guys I wish I had on my side 99% of the time. But if we're going to get down to it right now, the Raiders are in the best position they have been, like Matt said, in the past four years. They have everything rolling for them. They went out and they got Chandler Jones. Now they got Max Double X Crosby and Chandler Jones coming after you. Are you freaking kidding me? Denzel Perriman played beyond what he has normally played in the past. And then you got, you know, on the back end, you still got John Abraham. You know, maybe he revives that rookie season that he had for like four or five games. Um, On the offense, phenomenal. You got Josh Jacobs, who is old reliable, and last year added a whole new layer to his game as far as being a target hog and being a reception guy. Um, you've got now Devontae Adams going back with Derek Carr. I'll get into Derek Carr stuff when we get into the fantasy stuff. I love Derek Carr's value this year. Um, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro emerged as the number one last year. Now he is asked to be the number three. But he is elite enough as a route runner to be a number one. So you've got three options that are very good. You've got a good running game. You've got a... Patriot-centric offense coming over, which is going to support the tight end, the slot. And then, of course, you never leave out Devontae Adams. You scheme for Devontae Adams. Um, And then, you know, they always go for, like I said, the run and the tight end and the slot. So I look at this team as 11 wins. I think you guys are going to probably, like Matt said, split it with every team. Um, I do always kind of, you know, unfortunately – Russell Wilson has like a weird uniqueness to his game. I think you guys might lose both games to the Broncos. I have a weird feeling about that one. I hate Russell Wilson, but you might lose both of them to him. Um, If you get in, you're deadly because Devontae Adams is – he's over the top. He takes this team to the next level. So I think 11 wins is very logical spot. I think you could easily vary that by two wins either way. You can go to the lesser end, nine, if you have a bunch of injuries to 13 
if somebody else has injuries or if you just go over the top of this offense. All right, but before we go to Nick's analysis, we don't care what TSS people think, right? We want to bring in our other guests who finally got here. I'm excited. We got the spicy Raider girl. Let's bring her in. Welcome to the studio. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How is everyone? We are wonderful. We are doing well. Here. We are here to celebrate <clears throat> Raiders football. And we actually are going around the round table. I know you just came in, but it's, since we're on this subject, and this is a should be a favorite subject for you anyway, give me what you think the outlook for the Raiders will be this season. Like, where do you think they will finish? Yeah, thank you for that question. Thanks for having me on the show. What's up, everyone on the paddle? Nice to see you. Um, so, so I heard, I think I just heard just say that the Raiders are going to lose to the Broncos twice. Weird feeling. I cannot believe that. It's not happening. It's not happening. No way, no how. But how will they be? Will they be overall? I think. I think the AFC West is such a such a strong division that. Any team that's going to win that is going to have to win at least 12 games. At least. Like, that's that's the big – okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. That, that's the bare minimum. So we need the Raiders to get at least – and I think the Raiders could do it. I think any of the teams could do it, really. So I'm really hoping the Raiders can get, get to, like, 13. Um, I think the big, the biggest game of the season is going to be the, I call it the home opener in LA against the Chargers. Um, if they can go to LA and take that one away. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, you know, when that, what, what we're calling a home game, I think that's going to be huge. So I think the Raiders are going to end up somewhere 12, 13 wins and really make a playoff run. Well, you know, that's kind of like the consensus, 11, 12, 13. We're all kind of in the same neighborhood, essentially, one or two games here or there. What's up to my there. people in the chat? I see one, Juan Hernandez. I see Thor. I think Monty Moon's What's up, people? We're glad you're here to join us. Nick, what say you on the 2022 outlook for the Raiders? Okay, so, um, yeah. So, I was looking at their schedule. 
looking at their their roster, a uh, couple things are you know uh, glaring to me, especially that that defense. Uh, you gave up a lot of yards last season and a lot of points. Uh, you you say that you had brought in players and you had upgraded the defense. Uh, I don't think you had done enough. So uh, I'm going to say at this point, at this point, uh, you're going to finish anywhere with eight to ten wins. Now, the reason why, guess Cooper? No, I I was fixing something. Go go right ahead. Okay. So I got eight to ten wins on on the Raiders this year for a couple different reasons. Number one, your your offensive line coming in is ranked 28th. Okay, that's that's not going to cut it for for a, a solid run game. Uh, last year, you had Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs didn't even get a thousand yards or got a little over a thousand yards combined. That's that's not going to cut it in this division. We've been saying that this division has improved. Well, the team that improves the least is usually left behind. So uh, the corners, the the worst thing about the Raiders' defense last season was was the defensive backs. Uh, you upgraded a little bit, but you didn't really make that big splash with that big free agent signing. You got middle-of-the-road road guys, uh, role players who we think are going to come in, and yeah, Urban BXB can boom me all he wants. So uh, <laughs> anyway, and Darren Waller, as Dr. Miller had alluded to it, he is usually 65% uh, not playing games. He only averages not nine games a season. So we've seen last year when Foster Moreau stepped up, he had one, one big game. And then, and then he, I don't know where he went. I he might've hit the slots because I'll tell you what, he didn't, he didn't show up in the games. And another thing, the other wild card um, is Josh McDaniels. Yes. I know he was a disciple from uh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. We saw what he did with the with the Broncos the last time. Um, I don't think that the Raiders are going to take that big enough step this year to get to where they want to be, or where everyone thinks that they're going to be by the end of the season. I think they're going to stumble. Uh, they will regain their footing, but it won't be in time. And I think they'll finish up with eight to ten wins. Because uh, hold on, Matt. Matt said um, uh, you need at least eleven wins. <laughs> to win the division and spicy Raiders girl said you needed 12. And according to my math, eight and 10 is smaller than 11 and 12. Wow. You are really on fire tonight. And what's funny is I don't know how many times I have to tell you, we are celebrating these teams. We have <laughs> spicy Raider girl has all these fun people in the comment section and you're dissing their team. Totally. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. Let me get the menu. You guys are wonderful. You guys you. are going to obliterate every team you see you put. You no, I can't do this. No, no. You're asking me to be realistic. Now I'm okay. telling you, we've had a long enough rant about about the Raiders all right so let's move on to our next segment where we are going to ask our wonderful guests give me let's go to spicy Raider girl first give me the best game the the game on the schedule that you're most excited for 
Yeah, definitely. Can I just say, though, I, I think really quickly, just, just, to, just to say something to what Nick had to say. I mean, the Raiders were 10-7 and 7 last year. They made huge improvements. I don't, see it, I don't see it declining. I don't see it going 8-10. and 10. I mean, if anything, it's going to be, if anything, it's going to be at least the same. I mean, because they did make huge improvements in the offseason. So they're not going backwards. They're going forwards, for well, sure. Well, I hope I'm wrong. I really am. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, you're uh, totally you add Devontae Adams and you go backwards. I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead. On defense. Oh, offense, they are phenomenal. Sorry. Go ahead, Matt. I think the one thing everyone forgets about is we're all re- the Raiders are already one of those teams entering this season already battle-tested. The amount of adversity that this team went through last season, that's going to continue oh, on yeah. here in 2022. Yeah. That's just not something you forget. I mean, all those pieces, all those cogs that were there to keep this team together – they are still there. Yeah, Benavitchia, he's gone. He's moved on to Green Bay. But all the players in that locker room are still there. This is a team that was counted out last year. There's people that were calling them an eight-win team, a seven-win team, just a season ago. You cannot put, no matter how you want to predict everything, you cannot predict that locker room itself. We've seen great teams do absolutely horrible when that locker room gets affected. And we've seen some bad teams become great because of how they've built themselves. I think the Raiders are one of those teams that were battle-tested. You look at their victories last season, close games, battle-tested, overtime victories, games they probably shouldn't have won, games that were predicted as losses. I mean, this team, I think, is ready. And if they have any of that carrying over into this season, I mean, they may not have that roster that looks as good as maybe some of these other teams, like, the Chargers, for example, that Chargers roster, it looks fantastic. But guess what? The game's not played on paper. It's played between the lines on the grass on Sundays and Mondays, sometimes on Saturdays. And, the and Thursdays. Thursdays. Well. And, and Thursdays. Know, I mean, I mean this COVID is Wednesdays. Team going into this season already, I think that carries over. It's going to be a big-time difference maker moving forward. Yeah, Nick. All right, Spicy Radio Girl, oh. give me that game that you're excited for. Yeah, I touched on it earlier, right? I think I think I'm most excited for the Raiders home opener in LA against the Chargers. I think that's gonna we're gonna black that out. It's gonna be mostly Raiders fans, like it always is. It's a it's a division rival. It's the first game of the season, you know, and like, to still to still that game. I think it, you know, it's just it's gonna it's gonna get the confidence up. It's gonna it's gonna really set the pace for the rest of the season. So I'm I'm most excited for that. And the black hole Los Angeles throws the best tailgate parties there are. So you know how we do in Raider Nation. We know how to throw down on a tailgate. So that's oh. going to be fun for sure. Man, I'm ready to hit hit the hit the flight and go hang out. It sounds like a good old time. Matt, what say you, my brother? What is the best game on the Raider schedule for you? I'm looking at the back end of the season. I told you how competitive this division is going to be. This this could be any four team winning this division. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, some way, the AFC West sends four teams to the playoffs. I mean, that's how good I think this division can be in that AFC. So I'm going to be circling that week 18, last game of the season, Kansas City Chiefs matchup in Vegas right now. You've got your L.A. Raiders fans. You've got your Oakland Raiders fans. And you've got your Vegas Raiders fans all coming there, triangulating right there in Vegas for that game that could be the difference between the playoffs and the not the playoffs, the division and not winning the division. That game right there could be the big one. And again, that all depends on probably that San Francisco game the week before in the, in Vegas. So, I mean, these are some pretty big games at the back end. Those are the games I'm really going to be watching for as the season goes on. Absolutely. Lots of good games on the back end. I don't even want to ask Nick, but I'll just go ahead. What's, what's your <laughs> favorite game? I'm so glad you asked because, you know, I'm a holiday guy. I love the holidays. And I just see that the Raiders – 
they go to Pittsburgh on Christmas Eve. Ooh. I am going to take that game. I cannot wait because, because you go visit my beloved Steelers. So that's my favorite game on the schedule. All right. Well, well, I got to ask this here, not, not to trash talk or anything, but I know cold. Pittsburgh in December, it's cold. I mean, and Kenny Pickett's got those little really? tiny hands. I mean, the ball's pretty big. Are they, are they, are they going to put Mitch Trubisky on the field and only play with half the field? Well, we're not have to wow. worry about Kenny Pickett because I know I know he's I know that he's an overreach pit pick and I didn't like the pick anyway. Oh, um, look how hurt he gets. <laughs> I'm not butthurt. and uh, I'm not crazy about Trubisky. So um, you're not really you know throwing darts at me. So you know we have a better defense. When someone <laughs> says Matt, you're not throwing darts at me. You hit the bullseye, Justin. What say you, my brother? Oh man. New Year's Day, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be partying with the grimy people, everything, man. The bar is going to be loaded up. Everybody is going to be going crazy because the Bay Area Series hits Las Vegas. Oh, my God, I've been going to the Bay Area Series since I was 12 years old. It is one of my favorite things to do. These are two teams that find some reason to dislike each other. Um, I grew up... Like I said, around Raider fans, my in-laws are Raider fans. Yeah, I think she heard that. <laughs> but it's just it's just an awesome atmosphere when these two get together. It's like the Giants and the Dodgers. You know, you're going to put back a couple beers. Somebody's going to get a black eye, and we're all going to laugh at the end of the day. Well, we do know Justin. I'll be laughing because Justin will be on the couch tonight. But And I'm not laughing because both of you guys take – took my thing you guys know i like the holiday games you guys are stealing my stuff but i do I, Halloween. I did find one i did find one december 8th how about you guys are playing the rams i mean like you said look at this schedule down the stretch rams well patriots whatever you got the steelers that could be a gimme you got 49ers and then the chiefs the I mean, that's, that's a nice little stretch for you guys and really like you know you mentioned how competitive this afc west is going to be um it's really going to be fun to watch this um, go down to the final buzzer, that's for sure. All right, we've taken a long time on that first segment. I apologize. We've been going a little long. We got. You know, I, I will say, though, I can I say really go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. quickly about like, gimme. I was going to say really quickly about the gimme. The Raiders, the Ra- I will say this, the Raiders traveling to the East Coast in cold weather is never a gimme. That one I'm worried about almost more than any. I mean, look what happened last year in New York. Traveled in the cold. Up. Those those scare me more than anything. I'll just say, never say gimme, in my opinion. <laughs> Nick got all yeah. excited. He even put his microphone down because he wanted. No, to because that. I'm going to say I was I was in I was in Vegas last year, and I think it was in front of the Luxor. They throw a fabulous pregame party. They had a DJ. They had like five jumbotrons. They had um, they had. Um, Food trucks. It was awesome. It all was, right. It was Thanks, a great for all that. Thanks for that, Nick. No one cares. All right. You said be nice. <laughs> you told me to be nice. We're going to take a quick. Yeah, I appreciate that. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have Spicy Raider Girl versus Matt in Fantasy Feud Raider Edition. That's going to be Matt exciting. Matt wants to rip my throat out right now. Let's- <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he can do it. Hayden, we love fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game, yet still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. 
In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. You put them up, reach the skies and the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. All right, I have no fancy buzzers, unfortunately. So the rules of the game are simple. I am simply going to shout out the question. You will then shout out your, or I'll just say the question. You'll shout out the answer. Um, if you're first um, and it's correct, you will get control of the round. Just like family feud, feud rules, there's going to be five correct answers. You have three strikes to close it out. If you don't, the other side gets a chance to steal. All right, so do we somewhat understand the rules? Uh, yeah, we'll go with somewhat. <laughs> All right, we're good with somewhat. All right, y'all, listen. All right, Nick, we're good. It's time to play the feud. Brad? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. This is going to be a long game. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Not going to be. Justin Jefferson. This going to be a long game. I think Spicy Raider Girl might be on a bit of a delay over there. That might be what we were hearing. All right, so we are back. All right, it's fantasy feud time. I hope you both are ready. Big questions, big. We're going to test your Raider knowledge here tonight. So I hope I'm not liking my chances right now. (laughs) She's like in the Raiders' war room right now, literally in the (laughs) Raiders' war room. That's what I like how she personalized her, her graphics in the background. That's pretty cool. It's intimidation, brother. She's coming for you. Thanks. All right, top five answers on the board. Here's your first Friends question. Help me. Friends help me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your first question. Top five answers on the board. In Raiders history all time, give me the passing yard leaders. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Oh, he's Can I keep going? Derek, Derek Carr is correct. He's number one on this list, 31,700 yards. You do have control, Matt, so go ahead. Who else you got? Kenny Stabler, Rich Gannon. Oh, no, just one one at a time. My bad. Okay. See, Nick wanted to say that so bad in the beginning. I'm sorry. I should have said. No, you told me to go away as usual. I know. You're right. Kenny Stabler. The one time you told him to shut up. It happens. Kenny Stabler is number two on this list, 19,078 yards. Quick, funny story. 
Um, I have my picture with Kenny Stabler. He went down, to, came to Miami, did a little scrimmage, you know, back in the day. Um, and I, I had no idea he passed away, and I reached out to his account and asked him if they want to be on the show. Yeah, I'm dumb. All right, Matt, <laughs> who else you got? Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon, number three on the list, 17,585. Who else you got? The old man himself, Daryl LaMonica. Oh, my God. I didn't even know this guy existed. Daryl LaMonica. Kicking extra the mad points. bomber. 16,655 yards. Number four. He's going right down the list. Now you got number five? It's former Super Bowl MVP, Jim Plunkett. Jim, he went right down the list. That was impressive. Good job, sir. Matt Matt killed round one. Good job. Don't worry, spicy rated girl. We're gonna test some knowledge here. This is this one trips everyone up who comes on the show that you're really gonna test you here. All right. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question. In in your history, all right, all-time opponents. You have the best winning percentage against. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Crickets. The Chargers. The, the San Diego <laughs> Super Chargers. Well, Thor says Lions. All right, phone a friend. Family feud, right? <laughs> All right. Well, well, you missed one. We'll go back to we'll go back to it. All right, Matt, you got a guess though. What's your guess? Oh boy, I'm gonna go with the Den. No, yeah, let's go with the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Oh, we got thirty more. I told you. I told you we were going to test it. All right, Spicy, are you, you riding with the Lions? Sure. I'm gonna go with my boy Thor. Thor, you're not roaring right here, bro. What else they got going on here in the uh, in the chat Matt, room here that I could probably steal off of? Matt, 29 to go, so just go right ahead. Just keep picking one until we actually get one, eh? Um, so we've already pretty much touched that whole division there. And we're, let's go with... What's a, what was a bad team for a long time? The 70s were good for us. We probably dominated a lot of teams in the 70s. We're talking about winning percentage? Yes, sir. How about the Houston Oilers? The Houston Oilers, now the Titans. Uh, this might be a I'm long round. Go, I know. I'm going to go Miami Dolphins. The America's team, the Miami Dolphins. How could you come on my show and say something like that? <laughs> I'm going I'm to take the New York Jets. I know we have a winning record against the New York Jets. Listen, that one I know. We've been playing this game a while, and I don't think we've been this bad. Is it my turn? Yes, you on you, spicy. All right, let's see. I have no help in the in the chat here. I'm gonna go with. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go with this because it's the home against the home opener, and maybe you thought of that because of this. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. 
Yay! They are, you guys are, no, they are number three on this list, and you guys are six and four all time against the Cardinals. All right, okay. you control, Spicy. What else you got? All right. Boy. Um, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, they don't have to go in order. <laughs> um, how about the um, – Oh, I'll go with the home, the winner against the home opener last year, the Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. Mm, one strike to go. Oh, it's my oh my my turn. Oh. Still, it's on you, Spicy. I'm ready to steal. I'm ready yeah. to steal. You got one. <laughs> He's like, hit the buzzer. I'm ready. You got, you got one more. Well, you got a few more guesses if you can get. Oh, we, we might have lost her. He's, he, he is ready to steal. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe somebody said something in the chat for her, and then we, we maybe we can see. Let's see. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think there's any. Well, no, there's one oh. in there. Oh, here we go. Here All we right. go. All right, Spicy. You got a guess? All right, somebody on in the side here in the side chat. Um, they're just going to go up for you. They are going with the Steelers. Oh, I said I'll go. I'll, I like Thor's angle. I'll go with Steelers. Okay, so still wrong. Oh hell no! All right, Matt. You said you're ready. Let's see. Do you got it? Every team used to beat up on the creamsicle dudes out of Tampa Bay. So give me the Buccaneers on this one. Still wrong. Okay. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Nailed it with the number one team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number one on this list. You guys are seven and three all time against the Bucks. Number two, the Cincinnati Bengals. You are 19 and 12 all time against the Bengals. The, and Browns, the Vikings and Browns have to be up there. The yeah. Browns are 15. You guys are 15 and 10 against the Browns. They're number four. And Vikings, number five. 
this is great. I spicy's like a little a little delayed right there. All right. So that Matt, you got two of them. Spicy, I know you're having technical difficulties tonight, but I need you really need to step your game up because this this could be it for you if Matt takes this final one. We're gonna go opposite end okay. of we're gonna go opposite end of the last question. Top five opponents though that you have the worst winning percentage against. The Ravens. The, Ravens. the Baltimore Ravens. Say never more. They are number one on this list. Four and eight. You are all time against the Ravens. All right, Matt, who else you got? I hate to admit it, but it's got to be the Chiefs. The Chiefs have to be right up there. Wow, the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Missouri, Commission. (laughs) (laughs) they are they are right up there but they're number five they barely made it 53 68 and two you are all time all right so you got the bread of the sandwich you got to get the meat and potatoes you got two three and four left well i like how you kind of mentioned the things in between the sandwich here and you can't have a good sandwich without a little bit of cheese so give me the green bay packers the green bay packers Oh, he's five. You guys are, that's number three. You guys are five and eight all time against the Packers. All right. So you got two and four remaining, sir. Who else you got? Does anyone have a winning record against the New England Patriots? No, not too many. That's for sure. They've been they've been on this question, I think, almost every week. They are coming at number four, 14, 18, and one. You're just missing number two, amazingly enough. So I got two teams going through my head here right now. One I kind of mentioned earlier, and the other we beat in the Super Bowl. I think it was back in uh, 1981-ish. The Eagles seem like an easy answer, but I don't think that's going to be it. I think it has to do with... Buddy Ryan's the baby blues. There. It's got to be the Houston Oilers there. Back to the Titans. All right. Well, if it's not the Titans, let's keep it in Houston. Let's go with the Texans. The Houston suspect how you nailed that bro that's that was very impressive great job texans number two in this list four and seven you guys guys are all go ahead accuse him of cheating like you did to me last night accuse him of cheating go ahead well i'm trying to see what my my strategy here is kind of look at your glasses and get the reflection off your computer it's kind of helping me out here right now (laughs) if you can see the reflection (laughs) off my glasses you are like part hawk even even Matt's on to you, Nick. All right, congratulations, Matt. You are tonight's winner. Don't do it. No, no. Listen, listen, Spicy Raider Girl, we have a tradition on our show, but I think you're at a little bit of disadvantage tonight. So this isn't really, really for you. Um, because again, we have a tradition on our show though, whoever loses gets an award. I'm going to play the award, but it's not really for you because honestly, you had a little bit of disadvantage tonight with your internet. That's constantly playing. 
So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Actually, it's ma'am, Gene. And listen, not for nothing, like I said, you didn't Uh-oh. deserve it. You, you had the internet issue. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to actually talk some fantasy football. We're a fantasy show, believe it or not. We're going to take a <laughs> quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? <laughs> Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Mike, night, night, sorry, and now possible grateful. You're on your way. (laughs) Now we want to bring that professional, fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league. Create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real-life feel that you didn't know it needed. to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget tssfantasy.com. Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the Fantasy Show of the People. Fantasy Show of the People, indeed. We're going to talk fantasy rankings. Are you ready? All right, obviously, we want to start. <laughs> it's like a nightclub up in here. Obviously, we, we, we want to start. <laughs> we want to start with Derek Carr uh, with this, again, fabulous offense that's coming into this season. We're super excited uh, to see what Derek Carr can do. I'm sorry, I'm going to just mute you for a minute there, Spicy. Um, Derek Carr last year, 2021. I'm going to open my book here. 13th overall. I mean, and again, I think Matt alluded to this earlier, and I wanted to touch on it. All the adversity this Raider squad had last year, and I really felt like uh, Derek Carr stepped up as a leader, like more than I've ever seen before. And I really just went respect level, um, you know, 1,000 for him. And I really respected how he, you know, he stood up for rugs when all that went on. Not to say what he did was right, but what his message was, I felt was right. Um, talking about not abandoning someone, you know, I, I just felt like, again, he just stepped up as a leader. He didn't have to do that. And he just stepped up and I really did, um, you know, and, and, and what a great season he had on top of that, the emergence of Hunter Renfro, um, you know, and again, you're adding Devonte Adams to this offense 13th last year can only go up. I have him ninth this year is where I got him at. Justin, what say you, where do you have Derek Carr? 
Uh, oddly, we have them in the same spot, but I think I'm going to move them up a little bit. Um, upon the greatest thing about doing all of these vacation spots is you actually get to delve really deep into the stats. And so I was thinking about this last year when he had Henry Ruggs, he was on fire. He had, I believe, five of his seven games with Ruggs were 300 plus yards. He was really killing it. You know, the one thing he was really missing was the touchdowns. He only had about like two touchdowns on average. So, but the main point is that if he had kept up that pace, he would have ended up QB six last year. Um, that's outstanding. And that was no offense. That was only Henry Ruggs. That was only a guy who was a deep threat. Now you have Devonte Adams, one of the most elite receivers in the game, a guy who can get open from anything, double coverage, triple coverage, whatever it is, just throw it his way. He's open. I think that he takes a huge step forward this year. I think he is a QB one. Um, I think a lot of people are valuing him that way right now. And rightfully so. Uh, this is the, the most comparable uh, situation is Matthew Stafford without having to change teams. He had the receiver come to him. Um, you know, he's always been equipped. He's always been talented. He's always been a 4,000-yard quarterback. He's just kind of needed some more talent around him, and now he's got three weapons. He's got Renfro, Waller, and Adams. He's going to go deep a lot, and he's got Waller to go deep to. Waller had the third most deep uh, deep targets, deep ball targets for tight ends last year, even though he missed five games or six games last year. So, obviously, he's worked into that game plan. Uh, I think this is going to be an amazing season for Derek Carr. Yeah, I totally agree. And you hit it right on the head. That's why we've been doing these shows. You know, Nick appropriately called me out last night on my rankings because I've been switching like every show. I'm like, listen to our experts and what great, you know, insight they, they have. And it just makes you like, wow, what what great, you know, maybe I need to move this guy up and maybe I need to move this guy back. Derek Carr to me definitely is somebody I want to move up for sure. Nick, what say you on Carr? Oh, I think I, I think Derek Carr is one of the most underrated quarterbacks that that there is in the NFL. Uh, he's he's extremely gifted. Uh, we talked about his leadership. He always says the right things. He doesn't whine. He doesn't complain about things going on around him. You know, my contract sucks. My OC sucks. You know, this. The, he just goes out and he and he does his job. And like I said, I think that he's extremely undervalued. Uh, when you add a Devonte Adams who had 1,500 yards last season, and I don't know how many touchdowns he, he had. Uh, what do we have? Like 10 last season. Uh, I was I was off by one. He had he had 11. It's you're just going to elevate your game and and your stats. And what he did basically with no name receivers and uh, you know. An up and coming tight end and Darren Waller because Darren Waller used to be a, a wide receiver. Uh, that's just going to increase his his value that much more. Uh, as soon as they got Devontae Adams, I'm going to go back to Devontae Adams. That just solidified his his credibility. And I also have him at at number nine. And he, and he's above uh, Lamar Jackson. He's above Tom Brady in my rankings. So again, he have not he couldn't have found a better receiver to pair with. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, they already have a connection. So this goes back to this big analysis. We talked about Jamar Chase and the connection last year, um, you know, with Burrow and like, wow, okay, so here we're having the same deal pretty much here. I mean, big things for Carr and Adams. I can't wait. Matt, what say you, sir? Are we right on point here with Carr? I think you guys are. I think it's the curious case of Carr, if you want to put a title to it. <laughs> Last time Carr had two wide receivers, the caliber of Renfro, Waller, Adams. It was Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper who both put up 1,000 yards. That season, he had seven MVP votes. That's kind of where he was at as far as talent-wise is concerned. You look at last season, 4,800 yards passing there. I think he was 68.4 completion percentage. He was second in the league, 20 yards or more completions. Fifth in 40 yards or more completions. The one thing that got him nailed in fantasy more than anything was the touchdowns. He couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Well, now you've got Devontae Adams coming over, who has a career 73 touchdowns to his credit. That's going to improve those numbers one way or the other. And then we could talk about McDaniels and this offense. But McDaniels had the best success in this offense when they had a pretty darn good perimeter wide receiver, a pretty good slot receiver, and a tight end that could stretch the middle of the field. I'm not going to say that Renfro and Adams and Waller are going to be Gronk and Edelman, Welker, and Moss, but I'm telling you, these are the same type players that McDaniels is going to be able to interchange and make some moves. So everything for Carr is lining up pretty good to have a big season. I don't know if he – I think he's going to be number 10 is where I got him on my rankings, but he can move up anywhere into the top three. I mean, he's got a very high ceiling, in my opinion, based on those touchdowns. Like you said – we had him at 13. He didn't get the touchdowns that a lot of these other guys got. I still like Lamar Jackson a little bit better because of that rushing, that Konomi code type ability when we're talking about fantasy. That's where Jalen Hurts gets an advantage. There's where Kyler Murray gets an advantage. Tom Brady, I'm never going to put anyone in redraft ahead of Tom Brady. I mean, the dude is one of two players with 40 or more touchdowns last season, and he's like 44 years old. He's not done it by any stretch, so I have a hard time putting Carr ahead of Tom Brady, but I think he could easily throw 40 touchdowns next year. For Derek Carr, I think we can see a huge bump in that uh, projection. Yeah, so uh, Thor uh, mentioned, wanted to call a spicy uh, radio girl's buddy, Thor, wanted to also mention about the TDs. He even, he said, underrated for fantasy, but for win percentage and even TDs, he is crap. And then he got, here's the other comment, shocking he fumbled today at first practice. So Thor apparently got some hard feelings for Derek Carr, that's to say. All right, Spicy Raider Girl, where do you say about Derek Carr? Where do you, where do you think? We got him at the right right spot? I, I would say that's a yes. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll pause that for now. Maybe we'll come back when the connection's better. Let's go on to the running backs real quick, and we'll talk about – let's go – obviously, we'll talk about Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, last year, 16th, you know, you talked about it being all reliable. You know, he's kind of up and down kind of guy where sometimes, you know, it's, it's, he's having some great um, games. Sometimes he's a little off. Um, not really, it's not really knowing where he fits in the offense sometimes. I mean, I felt like one year he was like out the door almost. Um, this year, I got him ranked pretty low, actually, as like, look, now I probably will pump him up, but I got him right now at 26. I'm not sure why I had him ranked so low because I did this about a month ago. I'll have to take a look again, but he's pretty low for me because, again, I think I just have so much faith in this passing offense. I just don't see where, where they're going to open up this run enough. Um, Kenyon Drake last year, I got on the Kenyon Drake train 
because, you know, I know from being with the Dolphins that he's a playmaker. Like, he's sneaky, will make big plays. I mean, the Miracle in Miami, Kenyon Drake, I mean, he makes plays. Um, so I do, I hope maybe this year he starts to get a little more healthier and makes those big plays for the Raiders. Uh, but right now I don't have him ranked, even ranked in the top 60. Um, Jameer White could be eventually the TD vulture there as well. Um, so something else to look out for with Josh Jacobs. Justin, what say you on Josh? Uh, so they didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Josh Jacobs this year, which means essentially they're going to run the brakes off on them. Um, that's what you do when you get somebody on that fifth-year option. You say, all right, cool. We're going to run you until there's nothing left for you to get a second contract, which completely understand. Um, you know, at this point, Josh Jacobs has elevated his game, especially with last year like getting 54 receptions, that was through the roof. Um, I would love to see him continue Um, to get that type of production because this is a guy who you want to have the football in his hands. He is deadly in open field. He breaks tackles. He's the whole package. He's a prototypical running back, and, you know, he's got some hands to him. Um, As far as the season goes, I also was a little bit low on him once I found out about the fifth-year option. I haven't updated my rankings. Going through my rankings right now, I would have him about 15. I think it's a safe option for you to play him. I do like Zamir White for the future. He's a dynasty pickup for me. Kenyon Drake for me. I mean, if you want to handcuff him, Jacobs, he's had injuries before, but he's never had anything that knock on wood has ever knocked him out for a significant amount of time. So I'm very much – I have a lot of faith in his reliability and his durability is what I'm trying to say. Um, So, yeah, I'll stick at 15 with him. Kenyon Drake, he'll probably be in the, the 50s for me. And then, you know, as far as Amir White, he's not really on my board for anything other than a dynasty look. All right, Nick, what say you on on Mr. Jacobs? Okay, uh, I have Josh Jacobs ranked one spot below you, Jason. I have a 27th uh, just because, again, looking at his stats, he, he didn't break 1,000 yards last season. Uh, I, did, I had forgotten about the fifth-year option deal, but everything that Justin did say was correct. If they don't pick up your option, that tells you they don't want you anymore. So uh, rather than uh, let you go and still pay you and not have you, they'd rather pay you and just run you into the ground. Uh, it's, it's a shame because he's a nice kid, wonderful, beautiful story about how, how he was sleeping in cars as a kid and all that good fun, fun stuff. But uh, when it comes down to, to football, if you're not producing, you are going to be out the door. And it's not all of his fault. Like I said, he's got a bad offensive line last year. They, then they he lobbied, as I understand correctly, he lobbied for Kenyon Drake to come in, and then and obviously he's going to steal you know a good chunk of his carries. And now this year, now they got Devontae Adams. That's going to that could put more pressure on the ball on Derek Carr to get the ball to Adams in the end zone. So to me, that's just going to tell me they're going to be throwing it more and they're going to be giving it less to Jacobs uh, down around the goal line. So that's why I have him at twenty seventh. And then I also have Kenyon Drake uh, ranked at 43rd. Hmm. All right. Well, you got Kenyon Drake up there. All right. Um, spicy Raider Girl, let's see if you're um, up to internet capabilities. What do you say about Josh Jacobs? And we missed your Derek Carr take, so you can take that as well. Yeah. 
Okay, I'll I'll, I'll be quick if you can hear, hear me. Because maybe she just goes it. on audio. It'll be it'll be like better. I'll have them at nine ten. Okay. All right. Sorry, sorry guys. No, you're good. Keep going. Way to go, Nick. All right, Matt. Give us your uh, give us what you think about Josh Jacobs. I hate this. I, I really do. I really like Josh Jacobs. He's one of my favorite players in the league right now. Every time we'd start to discredit him or discount him, he shows us up. Every year we have him ranked in that RB2 range, and every year he flirts with that RB12 to RB14. However, I've got him as RB21. 50, I'm following the money here. I'm following everything. Ziegler and McDaniels did not draft Josh Jacobs. It's, it's that simple. Fifth-year option, not picked up. The Patriots' way, Josh McDaniels' way, is running back by committee. And it's not just running back by committee. It's specifically designed roles within that committee. We've seen how this has played out. We've seen Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, James White. That was how that role was going to play out last year as a pass catcher. We've got the same thing playing out here in Vegas this year with Josh Jacobs, Zamir White kind of playing that Ramondre Stevenson type role as long as his pass protection can catch up there a little bit. And you've got yourself Kenyon Drake in that James White type role. So for me, I I can't get behind Josh Jacobs any more than a flex right now. I think he's a good flex if you have two solid running backs on your team right now. You can definitely use him in your flex. But like I said, I've got him at RB21. I got Kenyon Drake at about RB52. And Zamir White, I, I'm really high on Zamir White. He's giving me some serious uh, Patriots fans. I'm referring to the Patriots here because of what we're seeing with this offense. He's giving me that LeGarrette Blunt, Corey Dillon type vibe right now in this whole Raiders offense. So, I mean, I think things are going to be exciting for the Raiders. I just don't think Josh Jacobs is that guy moving forward, especially when they pay. You know Darren Waller is about to get paid. They're going to pay Waller. They're probably going to give Perryman a little bit of cash here too before they hit into training camp. I mean, they're both there. Both Waller and Perryman are both going to camp right now. So for me, Josh Jacobs is nothing more than a flex kind of in that RB21 range. All right, spicy Raider girl. I got internet. What do you think of Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr? Go. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Derek Carr, top 10 for sure. You guys have him at nine or 10. I would bump him up. I think he is better than Deshaun Watson. I think he's better than Dak Prescott. I think he's better than Aaron Rodgers. I think he's better than Patrick Mahomes or he's going to be. That's my take on that. I'll make it quick. I know I'm way behind here. Um, As far as Josh Jacobs, I think, you know, uh, without Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 
since they didn't take that fifth year option, I really think his job that says jobs on the line, especially with, you know, the, the knowing kind of his jobs on the line. I think Jacobs is going to step up. I hope he balls out this year. And uh, but it'll be it'll be a good like kind of gridiron battle between those two guys. And I and I, if you've said any of that. I, I, I didn't I couldn't hear anything and I just trying to trying to get it out there. <laughs> no, you're absolutely perfect. Great analysis. Actually your boy boy Thor already let us know you love cars, so we already knew where you were heading. All right. Um let's go on to the receivers. <laughs> and I'm glad you okay. mentioned Zamir White, Matt, because um, you know, and again, as Justin alluded to, going into this like whole little summer thing that we were doing, you know, I didn't know anything about Zamir White. And I'm sitting here now, it's like, wow, okay, I started reading a lot into him. And yeah, you're. I think you hit it around the head. I think um, you know he could be the surprise um, guy that might end up rising into this offense this year. So I, I totally agree with you on that. It's a great, great one there. All right, let's go to receivers. Devontae Adams, obviously, we already know big things going on there. Hunter Renfro. I mentioned Keelan Cole earlier. He's always a sexy, sneaky little guy. Uh, Devontae Adams, number five last year, obviously in another offense. Um, you know, this year I have him ranked number two. I talked last year so much about Jamar Chase, how well this, you know, uh, the connection was going to be. Um, you know, now we're we're talking about somebody who's a lot older than Joe Burrow and has a good connection with Devontae Adams. Really, really like Devontae Adams this year. So he's my number two overall. Now I have Hunter, Hunter Renfro last year, 13th, but I have him actually taking a dip down because of, what I'm saying about Devontae Adams getting fed so much. So I have him actually at 34th, at 34th but I think, I'm, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to rise him up a little bit more. Keelan Cole, I don't have ranked yet, <clears throat> but again, I see him um, being having some sneaky games down the stretch. Justin, what say you, sir? Uh, so Devontae Adams, I got him at three. Um, and then let's see, Hunter Renfro, I got him at about 28. So, I mean, here's the thing. Hunter Renfro, I think he's got tons of talent. I mean, I, I talked about him earlier on. Um, the one problem I have with Hunter Renfro's value is, you know, there's now three heads to eat in this offense, and we don't know who's going to be the 1,000-yard. We assume that it's going to be Devontae Adams, and we can probably assume that it's also going to be Darren Waller pending injuries. Um, where does that leave Renfro? When Renfro has been the third option in the past, he is not – excelled to the level that he did last year not saying he can't do that because obviously he's a utility guy he is mr no abs but all you know, grabs because he grabs all everything um but uh yeah i mean this is a guy who i think could easily be a wide receiver too but i don't want to pay the wide receiver two price for him that's that's what i'm getting at here he's not in my top 24 because i don't want to pay that wide receiver two price for him if i can get him at a wide receiver three price i'm gonna love it all day long every single day of the week. But if I got to pay up for him, knowing that he's probably going to take a dip in targets, um, he's guaranteed going to take a dip in touchdowns. And, you know, yards is, like I said, up in the air, depending on Darren Waller. So that's where I kind of have him right now, 28. Um, Obviously, Adams, I think he's going to take a dip in yards, but he's going to probably come back strong with the touchdowns this year. Um, last year, he had an outrageous season, career high, 1,500 yards. I don't see that with, you know, obviously he doesn't have to worry about being the only guy in this offense to be fed. He's got two other guys to feed. Um, and then he's got the running back position to also feed. So I think he takes a dip, probably goes into like the 1,200 range for yards. But I think he gets his touchdowns back up to the 13-15 range, evens it out. Speaking of no abs, Nick, what say you? <laughs> Ouch. 
Whatever, Holmes. We all we all got abs. We some of us just have more coating on on top. Um, listen, I have right now. I have Devonte Adams at number four right now. Again, uh, I think the the big problem with that is, well, two things: one, offensive line protection, and two, I think that the um, in the beginning of the season, it's going to be force fed to to Devonte. I'm thinking he may receive targets that he really shouldn't be getting. Because I gotta get him the ball. I gotta give him the ball. So, uh, but it's gonna, it's gonna even out and Devontae is gonna be Devontae and he's gonna be all world like he is now. Uh, as far as Hunter Renfro, <clears throat> looking over my, uh, rankings, probably will adjust him. But as of right now, I have him at number 34 and, and here's why. Because last year, he didn't come on until late after Henry Ruggs went down. Uh, that's when, that's when we saw the, the emergence of him. And then he had uh, Brian Edwards in there as well, and then Zay Jones. So he didn't really come on until late. Now, he did have 10 plays of 20 yards or more, which was uh, third on the team as far as receivers, including Darren Waller. And uh, also this year, like like Justin said, uh, you got three guys ahead of him. I'm uh, sorry, two guys ahead. Ahead of him, so so he's going to be like the the outlet. Oh crap! Let me let me get rid of the ball unless it's going to be a designed throw to him. So as of right now, um, and and I and there's too many number ones ahead of him, and he is a number two receiver right now. So that's why I have him at number three. I mean, thirty four. Spicy Raider girl, what say you on the Raiders receivers? Yeah, I have a little different take on this. I think I think that. Um, Devontae Adams is right there, one and two. I think Waller's up there, and I think I think you know Renfro. You you all dropped him really low. I think he's going to stay right about where he was, and this is why. Okay, the Raiders, the Raiders are almost always in the past seasons a lot of times going three and out, especially on the opening drive. Okay, that's sure. There's more targets, right? There's more targets. However. That's going to be more first downs. That's going to be the opportunity to throw those to the receivers more often, and then therefore, I think all I think all three guys go over a thousand yards. And the reason, like I said, the reason why is I just think they're just going to keep pushing the ball, keep pushing the ball. I mean, if you can if you can have the three and outs that the Raiders have and still have those numbers, imagine with with all the weapons and spreading it out, how many more they're going to have. I mean, the yards, I think, this this year are going to be off the chart. And I think Derek Carr goes above 5,000. I think you might be on to something. And and honestly, you know, something that Nick alluded to earlier, if he's talking, you know, we talked about your secondary last year not being very good. I know you made additions. But if you're still struggling a little bit defensively, it makes sense in this division that you're going to see a lot, a lot of throws from Derek Carr to keep this team in ball games. So you may as well, you might as well end up seeing that. Matt, what say you? I know you're dying to get in. What say you, sir? Yeah, I'm a bit of a realist here. I'm looking back here. We talk about 1,000-yard trios here. We haven't seen a 1,000-yard trio since about 2008 with Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, and ready? Steve Breston and those Cardinals. And that was the last time we saw a 1,000-yard trio. We did see a close to 1,000-yard trio in this McDaniels offense back in 2014 with Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, and Brandon LaFell, who had 953 yards receiving. Yeah, yeah, right? Not not even the Randy Moss era there where they had three 1,000-yard receivers in New England. So that's something to keep in mind. Last time the Raiders flirted with that, 
Raiders girl, you know this as well as I do. Night, it was uh, 2002. Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, and Charlie Garner was the last time the Raiders flirted with that. And Charlie Gardner, he was about 60 yards short of 1,000 yards receiving that season as a running back. So to think that there's going to be three 1,000-yard receivers, I don't quite buy that with this Raiders team. I think they get close. I think there's a possibility of three 900-yard receivers. But here's the thing. If we're talking PPR, I've got Hunter Renfro about wide receiver 26 right can now. I, can I, I think can what. I, <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Let Matt finish, and then we'll we'll let you. Sorry, I'm, I thought it's, I thought it paused. There's something. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So with Hunter Renfro, I think the difference here why he's not going to go down as a lot. Many people kind of have him pegging down further down there. Is Derek Carr still makes a lot of calls at the line of scrimmage, which turns into a bit of a sandlot game. And when you're playing sandlot, and you got a wide receiver in the slot back in the slot there, like Hunter Renfro, who often has two way goes. I mean, it's a quick decision. That's why it's third in Renfro, not third in Keenan Allen. It's third in Renfro. So expect that to continue. Devontae Adams, I've got him as wide receiver four. I mean, Cooper Cup could have a 25% reduction in fantasy production next year, and he still would have had the third most fantasy points of any receiver last year. So I don't think Cooper Cup's going anywhere. I think Cooper Cup's still going to be top three. Jamar Chase was a rookie. This offensive line in Cincinnati got better. I think those numbers are going to go up. Justin Jefferson continues to do what he does. I mean, I can't really get Adams into that top three yet, so top number four for me. If you look around here, we'll talk about tight end position a little bit later, but Demarcus Robinson, uh, Keenan Cole, these other receivers you talk about, I don't think that's going to be the third option in this Raiders passing offense as far as wide receivers are concerned. I think that number three wide receiver isn't even on this roster yet. Mm, again, all these spicy takes. Matt, by the way, we have a segment called Champs or Chumps that we do during the season. I definitely need you to come back on with you, with those stats where you're hammering at home tonight. Spicy Raider Girl, I know you wanted to get in there. Go ahead. Tell, tell us. What you, yeah, my why bad. Like Sorry. I thought I saw it pause. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I, you know, the numbers that, that you're – Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details saying it the way that you're they're saying it right like it seems so unheard of to have the trio of a thousand because it's happened so few times and it hasn't happened in a long time especially with the Raiders we're looking at 20 years as you said but but I think they're all so close what was Renfro like eight something um Derek Carr's 4800 they're all so close and I just think now with with all those weapons this is going to be the difference in, in that stat changing is that one extra game and I think that one extra game that that the NFL has had it is really going to start to take that over the edge and I I really think the Raiders can can get there with that trio and I I think that's that's probably going to start to change a little little bit too for that reason yeah that's not a bad point you know with the extended game obviously we're gonna see a lot of uh, records fall and you know yeah to to your point um, you know, there may be now a few more of those uh, trios, as uh, Matt astutely pointed out earlier. All right, let's go on to the re- to the tight end position. Listen, I don't really know how much analysis you need for this. I mean, it's Darren Waller. I mean, he's one of the top guys. 
um, period. He's one, two, three, or four. If he stays healthy, he's my easily number, my number four tight end this season. Um, and I can't base rankings off possible injuries. So I got call, I got Waller at four last year. Even like you know, you mentioned earlier, Justin, the um, uh, this, the deep throw stat. Also, in eleven games, he was played eleven games. He still was the eighteenth uh, ranked tight end. So money when it matters. As long as you stay healthy, he's a great tight end to pick up. Justin, what say you? Yeah, he went kind of crazy in that first, uh, what was it, the game against New Orleans where he had like 18 targets or something, like right off the bat. You're like, whoa, Jesus Christ. Like that that was one of the things where everybody was like, oh, shoot, is this going to be Darren Waller season? And then, you know, as the year went on and the problems started to build up, you know, Waller's injuries also started to build up as well. So we kind of saw a little less Waller, a little bit more Renfro. Um, what I'm looking forward to with Adams, I think Adams coming in really helps him be more of a focused, you know, red zone threat, somebody who can catch the short intermediate passes. Obviously, his game is, you know, he's more of a route runner than anything else. You know, he's one of the most talented and athletic tight ends in the game. So he can stretch the field as well as go for the short and intermediate. But last year when rugs went down, they really needed a deep ball th- threat. And that's when they turned to Waller. They turned to Waller. They tried to get Brian Edwards going. They were just trying to get that style because they needed that in their offense to get going. They were spread out that way. They need a deep threat and they need a good slot. And that's what Renfro supplied for them. But they need somebody to stretch it, which was Waller. I think that this year, pending any injury problems, he has a good chance to finish in the top five as a tight end. As of right now, I have him about three. I have tons of stock of him because I think that he's in for an incredible bounce-back season. And tight ends are unlike any other position. You can play well into your 30s at a high level because it doesn't take too much in fantasy to be a high-level tight end. Um, So, yeah, so for all the reasons I was saying, I think he's going to get more involved in the red zone offense. I think they're going to actually start to strategically use him better in short distances and not have to be forced to go to him on the deep route. But also I think that they will incorporate that as well because he is still a good speedster. So every once in a while is what I'm trying to say is going to be good for him. But if you're just tossing it to him, trying to lob it to him deep ball all the time, you're going to, one, tire him out, and two – if it's like a 50% ratio of this man catching the ball, he's not going to be getting too many yards. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great points. Nick, what say you on Mr. Walla? Darren Waller's – sorry. Uh, Darren Waller's funny because last year he finished at um, – I know he had a shortened season. He finished at tight end 18 uh, last year as, as uh, fantasy rankings. But that's not really who Darren Waller is. Uh, it's that's not indicative of of his career. We we know who he he is and what skill set that he brings. Now everything that Justin had said, you can you can add add to the argument here. But uh, right now, I have him ranked at number three. Uh, I have him ranked based on ability and skill, not on what he did last season. Uh, so that that can be adjusted. But if I was going to adjust just solely on what he did last year, uh, even though it was a shortened season, I would, I'd 
I would bump him down. But right now I have him him at number three because we said, you know, he's going to be what part of the, the three-headed monster. Which which head is it going to be? One, one, two, or three? You know he's going to be a solid red zone target. So uh, I have him ranked at number three this year. Nick brings the great analysis. He is basing his ranking on ability and skill. I love it. All right, Matt, what say you, sir, on Darren Waller? We're not allowed to use ability and skill and common sense when making our rankings. We should know better by now. <laughs> you see, I'm, hey, Cooper just told me to be nice. So I think I think Nick's right on it here. I mean, I, I don't see him passing Mark Andrews this season. I think there's too many uh, vacated targets in Baltimore. Plus, he had 150 targets last year, so he's not replacing uh, Mark Andrews. I see Kyler, or sorry, Kyle Pitts getting some more touchdowns this season. So I think Kyle Pitts is going to be ahead of Darren Waller especially when you see what Marcus Marcus Mariota has done with tight ends in the past going to Tennessee days. Delaney Walker was a top five tight end three consecutive seasons. So I I can't put Waller ahead of Pitts. Then it comes down to that Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's targets, they're not going anywhere either. So now I've got Darren Waller at number four, just above George Kittle. Now the one thing that Waller has going for him, he doesn't have to have these targets to be efficient in this offense. You look at what he did in that red zone, 6.8 targets per game that he was available for that he ran in the red zone. And if you're getting targeted, if you're running routes in the red zone, there's a good chance you're going to get targeted at some point for those touchdowns. And when it comes down to fantasy points, we want those touchdowns. So for me, uh, Darren Waller comes in as a tight end four right now. Yes, there's room for him to move up. There's going to be weeks where he's the number one tight end probably two or three weeks next season, maybe four weeks. And there's going to be some weeks where he's down in the tight end 15 range because of Hunter Renfro, because of uh, Devontae Adams, and because of whoever this this next wide receiver is that they bring out here. I mean, they still need a guy who can stretch the field in Vegas. And that's something they've always had, whether that was Henry Ruggs' role, whether that was Nelson Aguilar's role. They don't have that guy to really stretch the field yet. So I think that's why there's still someone else coming for this offense. I don't think it's going to be Keelan Cole. I don't think, you know what I mean? You know what I feel about that. But as far as Darren Waller goes, I mean, he's still a top five tight end. I think last year season is not indicative of what he can do and what he's uh, capable of doing. And I, this offense, I mean, he's going to flirt with that 900 to 1,000 uh, yards. I mean, I don't think the targets or the receptions are going to be there, but I think you're going to see an uptick in those touchdowns, which is what we want. Spicy Raider girl, what say you on Darren Waller? Yeah, Darren Waller. I'm looking forward to this season for him. I think, you know, as everyone's kind of touched on, you know, he excelled last season with with being unhealthy. I think this year, you know, he's going to come in healthy. He's going to come in hungry. I think I think a lot of the guys, you know, from last year too, they just Darren Waller being one of them. I think they feel a little disrespected, and I, and I think they they feel like they have something to prove. Maybe a little chip on their shoulder. I don't know. I kind of hope they play that way to be honest, and they and they really show up and and get these yards. Um, I, I think I probably have them right there um, about, I would say, three right right there as well. I can only like really think of two guys that, that might be able to perform a little bit better, but I think that's really just going to depend on, on the, the, the connection and the flow that the Raiders have this year and how, they de- and how really they decide. We don't know this with the new coaches, right, how they're going to d- decide how to spread the ball around. So I think there's some question marks, but he's, I think he's definitely going to perform at, at an elite level this year. When it comes to the barren wasteland of tight ends and fantasy football, 
Darren Waller is definitely that shining light. You definitely need to follow. He's among the few, but definitely one of the guys. And who knows, maybe because of injuries, people a little scared of him. Might be a sneaky little pickup for you later on in your drafts. Listen, we had a great time tonight in Vegas. I got to thank my guests in the biggest way. Thank you guys so much. Been a great time tonight. Matt, we're going to go to you first. Let everyone know where to subscribe, follow, and let them all your great stuff, my brother. Yeah, so, hey, first off, obviously the Twitter handle's down there, at Matt Donnelly FF. I mean, that's a good start as any. I drop all my content there on the uh, Twitter machine there and Facebook as well. Uh, YouTube, that's the big one for me right now. I mean, we've I said about 165 videos have come out so far this season uh, from January 1st right till now. I'm in the middle of my top five fantasy assets dropping right now. And, of course, these names that we mentioned, they all made it there for the Raiders. I go a little bit more in depth, a few more stats got thrown out there. Also just finished up my pre-training camp articles there over at DynastyVipers.com. And, of course, head to your newsstands. Get that pro football focus there, that pro focus, because I got plenty of articles, some stuff in there with the football diehards that you can certainly check out. And, hey, I'm always representing the Fantasy Points media group, so make sure to check those guys out as well at Fantasy Points. All right, now, after all of that, remember earlier when Matt said he was lazy? <laughs> all right, Spicy Radio Girl. Listen, I went and checked out your YouTube um uh before the show started so I, i'm really interested in what you guys go, got going on there so please let everyone know where they should subscribe and follow you and let us know a little bit about the the youtube channel yeah thank you so much uh, i actually put the link there to our youtube channel right there in the chat so please follow us if you haven't if you're not or please subscribe if you're not subscribed already you know we started this doing doing episodes uh edited episodes talking about the oakland raiders and then you know it just transformed into these different live shows and now we're doing we're doing a different live show you know every week i like to call it's this name of the channel is for life our raiders story i would like to call it now for life our raiders network because we have a show for everyone now monday night we're doing for life or raider it's round table that's an all-female cast um on Tuesday nights, we're doing Late Night Raw, and that's with two of our male cast members and a special guest. On Wednesday night, we do Ladies Night Raw. That's myself and Mother Moon of the cast, and then we have a special guest. And tonight is our regular show that we call For Life Presents Our Take. So we've got a little something for everybody. And we also do um, we do live shows from all of the tailgates and, and parties that we go to when we travel around the nation. Yeah, there's been. Spice. I saw you on your- Spice is one of Spice is one of the, the cast members for the Lady Show. Mother Moon is one of the cast members for the Lady Show. Flores, yeah, yeah. You guys got some great stuff going Raider on. Also check her table, out. Yes, follow her on Facebook as well. That was another thing that I've noticed on her Facebook. Got a lot of live I, feeds on there. A lot of fun stuff. If you're a Raiders fan, yeah, you're on a little bit of delay. It's all right. Um, if you're a Raiders fan, go check her out and follow, subscribe. Obviously, with Matt, same deal, and all the great fantasy knowledge he brings to the table. It's been great. We appreciate you guys. If you're watching us, hit our subscribe button. If you're watching us on YouTube, not just because it's the shameless plug of me, but we have a have a jersey to give away, and we're going to give it away um, Hall of Fame weekend. So Leroy Butler came out of studio. It's Hall of Fame. It's right there waiting for you. Just hit subscribe. No big deal. It's all good. Guys, we appreciate you so much. We're excited for you, excited for this Raiders offense, and uh, we are out. We're on a mission. We're on a mission. We're on a mission.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.